Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. I'm Jason. And this is Sean. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. This is episode 49. So close to 50. So close. That's all we ever talk about now. What's going to happen on 51? We're going to be out of things for 49 <laughs> more episodes to talk about. You start talking about 60 already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome back, Sean Valentine. Thank you. It's nice to have been invited back. We had so much fun with you last time. I made this horrible joke that I was going to make some really difficult trivia because he kicked our butts last time we were here. Who won that one? Uh, I, uh, I don't... Uh, who won that trivia? I, I will willingly admit that I forgot to have paper and pencils present to keep score, so I don't actually That's know. Jason. It was me. Yeah. It was, it was me. <laughs> I knew the answer. eyebrow said he won trivia. That's exactly... I didn't remember truly, but your eyebrow gave it away. Thank you. So, and I'm just going to believe your left eyebrow. So. Well, it's okay that you didn't prepare any trivia because I know in last week's episode there was a hint that you may be serving me Nile beer today if I showed up. And that <laughs> appears to not be occurring, so I'm very happy it's that... It's not. Actually, today I'm kind of excited. It's very much a coming full circle, getting ready for the big blowout of the 50th kind of episode, I think. Mm. Calm before the storm. Well, I don't know. A lot of these flavors I don't think are going to be calm, but I can't say for sure. So let's find out. But we are starting, and I have alluded to this beer for the last few episodes, with Brooklyn Brewery's Sriracha Ace, um, which we can talk about a little bit in a, as it comes open. Um, <laughs> in my disappointment that it is not quite as advertised, but uh, I am hoping still delicious. But before I get into the next few beers, I just thought that it was worth mentioning. Um, it's a Saison, which I'm excited about. Jason's always like, meh, hit or miss. Saison. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be a triple. I don't mind them. Um, but it really strongly features the Sriracha Ace hops. And if you can't tell by the bottle art, they're hitting Ooh. the Ace pretty hard. Uh, it's, that that's nice? classy looking, though. Yeah, it really is gorgeous. It does For those make people that can't see it, it's it's like an Ace of uh, diamonds. Diamonds. Yeah. yeah. There you With go. the big Brooklyn B in the middle of the diamond in the center. And it says, after 100% bottle re-fermentation with champagne yeast, the ale emerges with a bright, spicy lemon zest aroma. So it felt like a really good first round beer. Like a, oh, let's have our, our morning champagne. How, what is champagne yeast? It is the yeast used to ferment champagne. <sighs> so is that like bottle? Is that, is that like barrel aging, only it's in champagne barrels? Well, it's, it's aged in this bottle. Oh. Does that make sense? I mean, um... Lambics are done the same way. Like, lambics are made, and then you're not going to drink them for at least six months, but probably several years. Uh -huh. It needs to age. But Yay. Yay. It is get, like champagne! Yay. I didn't get splashed this time. Oh. And unlike the last time I was here, it didn't take 40 minutes of vamping oh, before the pop That's become the happened. absolute best running joke ever. Yes, I've noticed. So, <laughs> since you are the guest this time, which of the three unique glasses interests you the most? I, I think I'm going to take this one on the end that looks like the prop from Raiders of the Lost Ark. There you go. Nothing says the chalice of Jesus. Yeah, that's, like that's it. Of, yeah, the last movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this says it goes very well with seafood dishes and fresh cheeses. I have no seafood or fresh cheese on me, but we did just have some really nice gorgonzola. So that was very good. Hopefully, yeah. if that's still fresh on your palate, that oh, might man. go pretty well. I need to get me one. Every beer I drink should come out of a glass like this. Right? This Which one amazing. do you want, Jason? You want Uganda? Doesn't matter. Okay. I got Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> so You're yeah. right. It does look like they melted down like a bunch of yingling bottles and then hammered out a glass. That's... It's that exact shade of green. It's really impressive. Is that what they did? Is that what this is? I'd, I truly, I bought, it was handmade Ugandan glass, some orphanage somewhere made it. I tried to feel better about myself Ooh. by buying it. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I saw when I looked at it. I told Sean, I was like, I'm pretty sure they just recycled some yingling bottles and made it into a Are new. Are the Niles bottles green? Did they no. recycle those? No, no? they're okay. really sickly color of brown, yellowishness. Oh. But the Nile is becoming... The running gag. I almost feel like I know some folks who have the that family beverage. Like, no, I'm sorry, I'm smelling this and I'm talking out of turn. That family 
joke every year for the holidays, like the, oh, you got the canned ham, or you got the thing from the World oh, War II MRE. It's, like, the, it's the thing that just shows up every year. Yes, like the white uh -huh. elephant gift that yes. someone's got to take home. Yep. I think the Nile specials are going to become that. <laughs> like, it's going to become that thing that's <laughs> like, oh, Jason, your face is not your prettiest face. I'm just not a Saison person. This smells really interesting. Well, yeah. it should smell like hops, like more hops than I was expecting in a normal Saison. What was it we drank just recently when we were... The peppercorn? Oh, no, the... Um, yeah, you do get peppercorn out of this. We had pumpkin mm -hmm. yesterday for the first time. This year's pumpkin. The 2013 pumpkin? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, but it's, and it was interesting that I saw that you did that because I really think it's too early to be drinking pumpkin beers. I, it was 92 degrees outside today. <laughs> my, my Jeep said so. And that's not pumpkin beer weather. Do you know the truth of it is I got a recipe to make pumpkin ice cream Ooh. and what I wanted to do was decide if I was going to use 2013 pumpkin or 2012 pumpkin when I was making the ice cream well if you're going to make it with 2013 pumpkin it's just going to taste like vanilla because that's what pumpkin tastes like this year it really is disappointing this really year. yeah no, no good they seem to skip years uh my uh, friend was saying it's a whole lot like Microsoft <laughs> <laughs> every other release is just horrible <laughs> it's not horrible it's just Emmy, it's good Emmy was awful we'll wait till XP comes out yeah exactly <laughs> And then Vista was terrible, but or Vista, whatever, was terrible. But then Seven was amazing. You think it's like amazing. intentional? You think it's like the new Coke thing? We'll put out something that's so oh. awful that the next one we put out will just seem worlds better because eight is terrible. So that's. I don't know. I don't I like the we'll cloud the competing one. idea. I'm not sold yet. I'm sold on the convenience. Yeah. But there's a lot about it that I'm not yet willing to buy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the pumpkin this year smells great but tastes like a really roasty vanilla bean and then just dies. There's not, you're not getting the right. spices. You're not getting the rich flavor. Hmm. It could be that it's the first batch. You know, if we right. find it on draft somewhere, I'll definitely give it another try. Just not, and you know, I'll tell you what, every year since I've been a craft beer drinker, my favorite pumpkin beer changes depending on how everything runs. So it's been pumpkin, it's been Weyerbacher pumpkin, last year it was Chiflet, mm, and I'm really yeah. excited. Fegley's Brew Works is like an up and coming brewery, or rather, at least it's new to my radar. I don't know how long it's been around, um, but I'm super excited to try their stuff this well, year. Well, I guess I can't actually slam you for drinking pumpkin beer right now because my wife can't, well, until recently couldn't drink during pregnancy, but she loves pumpkin beer. So she had me get her a case and stick it behind the bar downstairs so that she could have pumpkin beer when and she could finally drink, which was July. <laughs> and she's like, I want to have one of these pumpkin beers. I said, yes, please, because this stuff's not meant to age. No, and it's, it's been really behind really. the bar since October. <laughs> oh. So I don't know what this is going to taste like, but you better start drinking them because there's a whole case down there. And it's about to come out again. Right. So. so. And what kind does she like? Uh, she likes the... Uh, uh, I think Blue Moon is what it yeah, is. Yeah, they do actually put out a pumpkin. A pumpkin mm -hmm. Which isn't bad, actually. I mean, it's not the best. I've had a lot better from other places, but it's not bad. You're not entirely convincing me. I've had I'm it. Looking forward to not, she well, she bought a mixed. She bought a mixed case of Blue Moon. Okay. And said, "Will you help me try these? Because I don't know a lot about it." And I said, "Okay, oh, sure. You know, I'll 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 help you out with these." Take one for the team. Every single one of them tasted exactly like the last one. They all <laughs> tasted like Blue Moon. There was an agave wheat in there, um, which I've had several others from different breweries, and I just don't think I buy into the whole agave. Agave is just sugar. I like, can't it's just taste sweetness. anything. It doesn't, yeah. I've had a Trogues agave wheat before. I've had an Old Dominion agave No, I, no, I don't taste it in anything. The only one in the whole box that was different was a farmhouse ale, that was brewed with white pepper. Okay. Which you could really pick up when you actually drank it. it. It you could right away you could smell it and you could taste it. But the problem with it is you have to drink it with food. Oh because yeah. Because you can't just drink the beer because by the end of the beer your mouth is just overloaded with this pepper flavor and yeah. you're just you it actually rolls your stomach over a little oh, bit. Oh, that sounds so, strong. Yeah. So she's like, well, I don't know if I like all of these. Like, well, that's tough because I'm not drinking <laughs> any more of it. <laughs> that's when you start to find the recipes. You're like, I'm going to make beer broths mm -hmm. and beer bread and put it in my soup. <laughs> right. With that one peppercorn beer. What was the peppercorn beer we did for that podcast? We did a peppercorn saison and we did a um, peppercorn triple. 
Yeah, they were just really strong, and I remember that it hits the back of your throat and it yeah. almost, like punches you after a little while. You don't get it at first, I felt, Mm-mm. but then as you go along, it definitely yeah, builds that's, up. That's exactly what happened with this. Is when you first sip it, you're like, oh, that's a nice. I can. That's kind of interesting. I can taste that. That's different. By the end of the bottle, you're like, oh man, I need something, anything, just to get that's this out. A really good point that we don't talk about a lot on the podcast is just that depending on beer style and body. You know, some people go to a bar and just sit at the bar for a couple hours. Sometimes they want to eat and sometimes they don't, you mm-hmm. know. And some beers you can just sip. And it, I always, I actually think today for us is almost like a, a natural progression of beer. Like, you know, if we didn't have an hour to fill but we're just a bunch of friends sitting and hanging out, we could kill a couple of hours with the three beers that we picked today. Mm. And it's a very logical progression. You know, we're start, starting with the champagne. You know, we're starting with the Sriracha Saison, if you will. Um, then we're moving on to Firestone Walkers, Walkers Reserve, which is a porter. You know, it's a, a, a meatier, richer flavor. And then we're ending on Dogfish Heads Black and Blue, which is, for all intents and purposes, dessert. Right. You know, so we're not really going to eat while we're drinking, but we're still going to sort of go through a progression. Uh, but then there's other times where people, you know, go out and are enjoying a great dinner at a gastropub or something and they're there to enjoy the beer but they also want to make sure that there's logical food to go with right. it and that's a totally different kind of beer that you're going to have and i've actually been to one of my favorite things to do when i travel for work is to find a local place somewhere and i kick myself to this day that i was in portland and i didn't go to windermere brothers I, just, I couldn't i didn't go i don't know why but I've actually been at places where I've ordered a beer before just to try it. And I hadn't planned on ordering food yet, but I sipped that beer and I thought, okay, now I have to order something because there's no way, again, like the white pepper, there's no way I can finish this and move on to something else unless I get something else into the system. Right. Because this can't, it's good, whatever it is, but it, it, it doesn't, st- it can't stand on its own. It's got to be paired with something. It's just not meant to be a session beer that has nothing else going with it. Um, a lot of German beers are great session beers, you know, because they'll sit out there in their beer gardens and just right. pop them down one after the other. And they're low in ABV and high in volume. And <laughs> Right. I mean, you, we talk, you guys talk about, you know, Guinness a lot on the podcast is kind of a default session beer but it's the same it's the same thing it's not as thick as everybody thinks it is it's low in abv and it goes with practically everything or it stands on its own for five in a row so it's no wonder that it's so popular we should have more guinness logo stuff we (laughs) just should i think that's a definition of a versatile beer though that you Mm -hmm. can it fulfills every role I don't know, Sean, I think your glass is the smallest and there is some left in the bottle, so I left it there for you. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't taste anything in this. (laughs) Maybe it's just, maybe it's just that my, is is this pewter? No, it's, um. Is it it stone? What is it exactly? Is it? It's clay. It's clay. Okay. Yeah, it is clay that has been painted over. For those of you who can't see what this glass looks like, it literally looks like the prop out of the last Indiana Jones movie. So I'm hoping I don't shrivel up and turn into dust. (laughs) But I don't take <laughs> the the this is the oh is this the, is the cup of a carpenter yeah, or whatever cup of a carpenter yeah. yeah well that one actually worked so I guess I'm safe if it looks you like that the right it was one. the other ones that <laughs> yeah. were really a bad idea you yeah wisely yeah that's that's what it was yeah I don't taste anything in this I don't like it I, I like it, it I mean I, it's so you seem to get a lot out of it when but you first I don't took a taste sip. a lot of hops. Not at all. There's definitely. Let me see what else it says about what they think you're one, going to taste. I taste one overarching flavor, and I can't figure out what it is. But it's the only thing aside from bright, just spicy liquid. lemon zest aroma tastes like sunshine in a glass. That is not the most descriptive. <laughs> That's pretty vague. I don't think they knew what to say, and so they just. Well, the color is sunshine in a glass, which I'm going to say definitively because I'm sitting next to a. Um, yellow washcloth and yeah. it really is I don't like this. What, no. do you, what is the ABV on this? Uh, higher than you might think for having no flavor. It's 7.6. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's aged in that bottle. So here's what happened. I got... Did it not age enough? I <laughs> don't think they would have sold it to me if it weren't ready. Um, so... Here's the moment where I come clean to your podcast listeners. I have led you astray. 
because I took the little paragraph at Total Wine to heart and thought that they wouldn't lie to me, when in fact Sirachi Ace is a hop that has been around since 1988. It was created in Japan. Um, so it's only been, what, like 25 years now that this hop has actually existed. So I apologize that I said that this is a new hop. Um, maybe it was new to Brooklyn Brewery. Well, may maybe they're the first one of a U.S. brewery that's using it. I mean, I don't know my... We're going to just keep throwing out excuses. I don't know my Japanese beers. <laughs> maybe it's, you know, maybe they're the first one to, you know, cross the Western Pond, as it were, and start using it. We're just going to say we don't taste a lot of it. I don't taste <laughs> much of anything. Um, and I bought this beer as a comeback beer because Brooklyn's 25th anniversary lager was very, very nice. We highlighted it on Cousin Max's birthday episode and we kind of just steamrolled right over it. We're like, oh my God, it's a lager we don't hate. Who knew? And then moved right on to the <laughs> Firestone Walker 16th anniversary. Well, I mean, when Firestone Walker 16th anniversary is the next thing in line. Yeah, like whatever you're drinking chug, first would chug. have to be pretty <laughs> potent and outstanding in order to attract any additional attention. But Brooklyn, I feel, is deserving of a lot of accolades for just really getting the craft beer revolution going on the East Coast. You know, the West Coast knows what they're doing. They've really been around and populating um, for a long time. But Brooklyn, just they do a lot right. Um, and I've got Garrett Oliver's books, and I definitely have learned a lot from them. But we don't talk about their beers very often. This is the third beer in 49 podcasts, and <laughs> two out of the three we haven't said very many nice things about. Well, and that's and that's unfortunate, actually. And I I, I don't remember what the other it was ones the Black Lager, and that was the 25th anniversary, and now it's and, the Sriracha. And because I've I've had others in there series that are very good and it's and i've had their stuff that's not even really specialty things i mean you know some of their very tr traditional you know their porters and stuff like that are are very good so i'm kind of disappointed that this isn't panning out very well <laughs> jason you just don't like saisons period or you don't like saisons and you don't yeah, taste I'm anything i'm just not a fan of the saisons and it, it, part of it is because it dies this one dies much like the pumpkin which is actually what made me think of pumpkin in the first place. But uh, So yeah. here's my two cents, knowing you pretty well, is that Saison's, a.k.a. Farmhouse Ale, is known, or was made for people working out in the sun and they needing refreshment and coming back, you know, to the house after a long day and saying, what can we do? Let's drink a pint of this. And I'm... Your redheaded self might just not be genetically predisposed for sun work and therefore sun beverage. That's true. I'm pretty much a vampire. <laughs> how, uh, so the I dark one that's coming up next will be will be much yes, improved. Exactly. Right. His eyes will like flick open wider. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say if you were out in the field, you know, harvesting or something all day long, and you you came back and needed something to drink, this would be refreshing, and this, and this would be. You would feel hydrated after a, law, a large glass of this. Uh, other than that, I'm not real sure what would occur. Or you could drink water. Or you could drink water. There you go. Where are you from originally, Sean? Where am I from? Uh, I hail from Western New York State, the Buffalo, okay. the Buffalo New York area. Why? Is, okay. my, is my accent coming out the more I drink? No. Because <laughs> I've been I'm told gonna... I have one, but I can't hear it myself unless I'm around other people who point it out to me. No, I just, I was going to tell a farming story because I'm really good at those, but um, I don't know if Western New York State... Oh, no, please well, do. I, I spent most of my childhood growing up with my various relatives in the woods, and my parents have a hobby farm there, so hit me. Go uh, ahead. Right. Well, no, um, so Jason just got me into this new show. I think it is fairly new, called Banshee on Cinemax. Yes. Um, there's no spoilers coming here whatsoever, uh, but... It is about a small Pennsylvania town, which obviously hits close to home for me. And there are a fair number of Amish and the buggies and the people who make appearances in this. Okay, full disclosure, this is not a spoiler. The people playing Amish in the show aren't really Amish. All right, just, just throwing that out there. But um, pretty often, the, they have this one field. They have decided it is the field where if they ever need to show people outside doing field work, they will be in this field. It's the same, yeah. the same field. It is always the same field. It is, and it's not a harvesting field. That's exactly what my story is. The best part is, it's like they found some like 
wild growing oh flowers grains whatever and they just keep putting people in amish clothing in this field and saying like here's a scythe do something <laughs> and action <laughs> reap these weeds yeah exactly and i'm like all right come now if you didn't get to use any of the modern technology why would you be out there harvesting something that's not worth harvesting like you're not making any money <laughs> off of this i just i thought that was so yeah, that it's a really good show, Banshee. Uh, pretty violent and lots of nudity. So just so you know, going into it. And the ratings just spiked. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone immediately is on their computer looking this up right yeah. now. We'll have to put that as one of the, the keyword tags, nudity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, how did podcast and nudity work? This right. is not All of a sudden, work. we're the number one beer podcast. <laughs> right. And iTunes is blocking us. Actually, we've been climbing significantly. I would like to say thank you to our listeners for that. Um, for rating us five stars on iTunes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, so the ratings stars. have been awesome, but also our response rates, like if you type in, you know, beer mistress or beer or anything into iTunes, uh, we come up so much higher now. And I guess maybe just because our longevity, you know, we've been stubborn enough to stick it out for 49 episodes and some other <laughs> folks don't. So... We're just outlasting them, but I'm pretty excited by that. Episode 50, right around the corner. I have no idea what we're going to do yet. I, I thought like you had a whole... I heard there don't was a Don't tell whole... people that. I have, no, I have, we like, have a great plan. I have three pages of ideas. 38 had a whole game plan in it of like everyone was going to come over and we were all going to... Everyone who had ever been on this thing was going to show up. Bring your favorite bring your beer. Bring your favorite beer. And then we were just going to turn the mics on and whatever the hell happened, happened. Just, Are you driving up to Philly next weekend? <laughs> no, I sadly will not be there because I'm here for 49, but right. that's, I thought that was the game plan. It's a great game plan until we put four people in the same podcast for Cousin Max's birthday, and I realized what happens when you get loud personalities, microphones, and a lot of beer in the same room. <laughs> and I think, I hope and truly believe that our listeners like us, maybe even love us with some part of their hearts. That doesn't mean that they can follow our nonsense, you know? <laughs> Usually special episodes. From listening to other podcasts, special episodes tend to be a little bit more difficult to understand. <laughs> right. Well, the because only reason I happens. understood that episode is because I'd heard enough of Cousin Max and Rich Lee separately to, to, to know what was going on. Right. I'm not going to lie. I have a bottle of Voodoo Donuts still in my beer closet. Oh. And since that was on the first episode, part of me really wants it to reappear. Um, but none of us liked it enough that I really wanted to reappear. What style of beer was that again? It isn't necessarily a style of beer. It's more like... It's, it's rogue. And it's maple donut, like oh. made in the like Voodoo is the company. Yes, and, I've been yeah. to actually. I've actually been to Voodoo Donut. That was one place I got to in Portland, not okay. Windermere Brothers, but I went to the donut place. All right. Well, that um, take that and add some maple to it. It's very. It's supposed to be maple bacon Voodoo. Right, donut. and that makes sense because their signature donut out there is this log-looking thing with maple glaze on top and a oh. ridiculously crispy piece of bacon on top of that. Oh, that sounds so good. That sounds good, but don't put that in a beer, maybe? No, it didn't, it didn't translate well to beer. Mm. Had I known, we would have had that today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 49 episodes, but no, I don't think we loved it. Mm. No, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that great. You would think it would. You would think maple, bacon, and beer all together would go together amazingly well. It, do, it does sound like something that would go perfectly into something a little bit meatier in terms of body. So I would say that it does go well together if you have the beer and then the maple and the bacon separate. But when it's when you mix the maple and the bacon into the beer that it doesn't go super well. Mm. Sean, your glass looks empty. Can I help you with that? It is empty. Alright, so we're having some Firestone Walker, Walker's Reserve Porter. We are not going to rinse because apparently Sriracha Ace tastes like water anyway. Um, bitter water. Bitter, bitter water. water. I am going to say now that I feel less guilty for offering you three beers when I see that this one is only 5.8%. It is a little lower on the scale, um, yes. So you can sleep well tonight and not be worried about all of that. Um, <laughs> love some Firestone Walker. Just really... That's Oh, and you, you talk about kicking yourself. I discovered them after I actually went through Paso Robles on vacation 
last summer. Yeah, but were you driving? Like, how yeah, would you have gotten we had, home? Oh, we oh we had a car. Yeah. We had a car and everything, and then you know we, I, I was like, wow, this beer's really good. Where are these guys? I was like, no, I was just there. Jason, I should ask, how do you feel about porter before I pour you a big old glass? Like porter. Awesome. Much more than saison. <laughs> oh, we're doing something right then. Yeah, porters and stouts I'm usually pretty good with. So Firestone, we have done how many of theirs at this point? Oh, probably eight. Yeah, a um, lot. I mean, you had that whole. We had a you whole. Rated that whole mix case the one time. Did yes. You, did you not? Um, we have done Parabola, which was so hard to come by, which we thought was really hard to come by until we found the 16th anniversary. Then <laughs> we did the 16th anniversary. <laughs> I'm try I do not remember if we've done the Succuba or not. I do not think we have. Um, I feel that we wanted to. But I, Firestone is another one of those breweries to me that just kicks butt with the dark stuff. Like they're just yeah. really good at the aged and the you know dark roasty flavors and kind of like a droit. Yeah, kind of like a droit. Um, I just had their rye ale, the Wookie Jack. Wookie Jack, a yeah. A little while, the first time I'd had that, that was really good. I like that one as well. I got worried because I'm not usually a rye fan. I've had two or three that are 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 rye based and i really liked all of them it was I, it was very it was a different take on that same idea i always figure all of them, they were i wouldn't good. want rye bread why would i want rye in my beer but no it is pretty darn it's nice it's really good and this is much better than what was in this glass before <laughs> <laughs> your nose is already i can see it smiling from here this is much more complex and it uh and oh, it yeah. lingers really well it has a really nice yeah. finish i love a good porter yeah. I'll say it again and again. I love a good porter. And Ian's starting to come around. I'll tell you what. This is the thing about he doesn't like porters. doing this for... No, he feels like anything you can do in a porter, you can do better in a stout. Uh... Um, Cousin Max and I disagree. We fought him pretty hard on that. But I do think that in the year that we've been doing this, we've all learned a lot about beer. And so me, who even thought, oh, I don't like barley wine. I don't like cider. I don't like sour, all of these things that I've fought against. Suddenly I'm like, oh, there are good examples of those things. So you are the one that knows a lot more about beer. What is the difference between a porter and a stout? Why do we never script these questions? <laughs> <laughs> so that I can at least like do some research and have Berlin not like poking me through his radio while he's driving to work <laughs> in the morning. With the power of technology, I could pause this and, <laughs> and then come back. Or we could pull out the, the, the smartphones we're not allowed to use gonna, and look it up. Ladies and gentlemen, based on my half-assed answer, you're about to realize we did not pause it right now. <laughs> I think it has a lot more to do with like how it's brewed, how long it boils, the, like, the roastiness of the grains that are going into it, but truly the difference between a porter and a stout for me, it's always been ABV. I mean, porters are less carbonated and of lower ABV. Um, but what it is that goes into making them that creates that, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I was, I've been, have a beer book at home that I've been working my way through slowly. Um, and I do remember there was, and I can't remember now exactly what it said, but there is, it, I think you're, you're partially right. There is something about the way that it's, formulated that results in something that is similar to a stout but I almost want to say it, 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 it was a mistake it was a derivative of a stout that somebody did unintentionally but Verlin's probably slamming his fist on the radio right now because <laughs> no, that's he's so not wrong. an angry man <laughs> I always make it sound like he is and he's so not He's at, if anything, he's got one of those voices. Well, you all know, listen to episode, what, 41 or something. But he's got one of those voices that reminds me of my middle school uh, history teacher. It was just so interesting. He I sounds wanted, very chill. Yeah, just sit down and listen to his stories because he's got some good ones. Um, and that's not the kind of guy who's going to really be... He would teach us, probably on our wall, he will write on Dashing Rogue's Facebook page... Okay, guys, for the last time, this is the difference between a border and a stout. <laughs> See, I was going to ask the question, what is the difference? I asked this question on Facebook a while back, and I was hoping to get an answer, but didn't. I wanted to know what the difference was between a porter and uh, a black IPA. 
Oh, because well, I had two very, I had that, I had a porter and then I had a black IPA from, I don't recall who it was. I think it was, um, uh, it may have been a, a, a rogue, um, but they seemed, they, t they, they seemed extremely similar. See, and maybe just those two seemed extremely similar, but I, I very they were they were almost the same beer in two different containers. In my experience, black IPAs can vary so much, and I th just think it depends on what a brewery wants to focus on. Because I've had black IPAs that taste like porters or even sort of low carbonated rich stouts, mm. and it's just like oh really and then i've had black ipas that just taste like normal ipa but are black in color you're not getting any of that roasted malt flavor um and the best of my knowledge the only difference between an ipa and a black ipa is what you're doing to the grain before you know you boil it and break it down mm -hmm. um it's Oh, Jason is smiling so big. You know the answer. You know the answer. I broke the rules and I used my phone. He's got his phone leaned up against the edge of the couch, just yeah, staring I, at I him. I probably can't read, actually, like, read out the definition here because it's probably copyright infringement or something like that. Okay. Then do you want to so, so paraphrase? I'll, I'll paraphrase. Um, apparently, I hit on one of the major beer world questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, the, there was one place they called it the chicken and the egg debate of the beer world. Wow. Is, uh, what, Porter and Stout? Porter versus Stout. And uh, so it is, gosh darn it, I let it go to sleep and now I have to open it up. Uh, roasted barley and or black patent malt that's found in Stouts leads to kind of a more robust flavor. Uh, than in a porter. You're going to get more of a malt or a, uh, what's it called, uh, hop flavor out of a porter than you would a stout. But in terms of how they're made and everything is still very similar? It seems like a I lot guess. of people are saying, like, I think the difference is blank. Or, you know, <laughs> it's one of those. I feel that stout is more often used as a blank canvas for yes. infusing yes if you're going to add something to beer you do it to stout way more than you're going to do it to porter yeah. well because i was going to say almost every porter i've ever had whether it was uh the main brewing company porter which is a tremendous porter if, if anyone ever says i've never had a porter before what's a porter taste like please hand them one of those if they're <laughs> available because that's got to be one of the best representative examples of that type ever created um, but they all seem to have this background flavor going on, whether that's the malt or the, the stuff that, that you just mentioned that are all, they're present in every single one. And stouts, I think you're exactly right, is that you, you know, you can throw peanut butter into them, you can throw chocolate into them, you can throw, you know, eggnog creme into brulee. them, you creme brulee <laughs> into them, and they can become like all kinds of crazy different stuff. You don't tend to see a lot of that as much with a porter, I think, because it's got its own very distinctive I think touch that's going on. For the most part, I have found, I mean, I love both of them. I like dark beer a lot. It's just something that's very satisfying to me. I mostly prefer porter, and there's, and truly that's not a bad statement in that there's not many stouts I don't like either, you know, but porters don't die. In my opinion, like the way that they're built, I don't know if it's the way that they're brewed or what it is, but the flavor, it's just more complex. It's more lingering. It's whatever. The, I'm Off the top of my head, the only porter that I can remember being truly disappointing to me is the ass kisser one that we had uh, with Rich Lee, like, say, 10 episodes ago or so. And he was so excited because we loved, but we poured it and we were like, where's, we just looked in the mirror and said, or I'm sorry, we looked in the glass and said, where's the porter? Like it didn't even have the color of a porter, let alone the flavor of a porter. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head of the, you know, probably hundred different porters I've ever had that didn't. Are you still drinking the Saison over I there? am. I'm getting there. Okay. I kept pouring myself more Saison because you guys didn't <laughs> like it and I did. But that just means now I'm playing baby tomato. You can tomato. take one for the team as far as I'm concerned on that one. Uh, yeah, there's still <laughs> yeah. more left, but it's going to have to wait because otherwise you guys will be on the third beer and I will still not have gotten to the porter. <laughs> no, this is this is really good. Um, yeah, this is... And it, it's interesting, this glass is... Uh, or this mug, I guess, because it is clay, it's not glass, as you pointed out. 
um, it's different. It does, it, I don't know, it seems to affect what, how it tastes a little bit, just, just from what it's in. Absolutely. Because I'm not, I will honestly say, I'm not actually sure I've ever had beer from anything but something that was made out of glass, whether that was... Or plastic, maybe, like a uh, red Solo yeah, cup. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll cop to the fact that I've had bad beer from plastic cups, but... <laughs> we went to college together, I believe. We went to college, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, The raucous theater crowd that we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, you should describe the anti-Valentine's Day party, because I'm pretty sure that has stuck with me all these years. The eight, well, oh, the anti-Valentine's Day party. Um, it was not a riot against me. Um, I'll <laughs> point true. that That's out funny. first. Um, the anti-Valentine's Day party was a theater house tradition um, at Gettysburg College that we were all a part of. Uh, that was basically a rebellion against everything that stood for Valentine's Day. Hate that holiday. The lovey-dovey, you know, oh, buy your sweetie flowers. If you don't have a sweetie, find somebody, you know, the the, the Hallmark manufactured holiday. Um, so what we would do is we would bake a cake in the shape of a heart, and we would throw this gigantic party, and everybody we knew would come over, and we'd, you know, we'd have food and all this kind of thing. And then the culminating experience was we'd bring out this cake shaped like a heart and it would say Happy Valentine's Day on it. And then everybody would grab an implement of their <laughs> choice, whether this was a knife or a spatula. Somebody had a spear from the prop closet the one year. And you would stab the cake while repeating whatever you didn't like about your last Valentine's Day or, and or dating experience. And it was a way of taking out your aggression and, uh, you know, kind of releasing... That feeling that gets brought to the surface every Valentine's Day of, you know, I hate this holiday because all my relationships have been awful. In high school, every year for Valentine's Day, I called it Black Rose Day and I wore all black. I can see that. That's yeah. different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> my mother thought it was fantastic, maybe because she thought it would keep me single. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, you know, for me, having the last name Valentine, you know, my wife and I don't celebrate it specifically as a rule. A because it's a it's a Hallmark made up holiday, but our in laws cannot understand this. Like her mother, for one, is like all every year, no matter how many times we've reminded her that we don't celebrate this, every year it's what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Where are you going? Nothing. We're not doing anything. We're gonna stay in and watch Game of Thrones, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> we how just romantic. don't Yeah, how romantic, yeah. The wedding episode. Maybe what um. it oh maybe what it is is <laughs> yeah. that what your mother in law wants to do is buy up Valentine's Day cards on Valentine's Day and then send them to you all year long. Like uh, happy Valentine because you're a Valentine. There is one benefit. My wife will go to the store the day after Valentine's Day and buy as much dove chocolate as she can get her hands on at half price. Yep. She'll eat heart shaped dove chocolates in, you know, October. It doesn't matter to her. <laughs> do you remember the year we got snowed in on Valentine's Day? Nope. It was amazing. <laughs> It was uh, Ephrata okay. when we lived there, and the weather was so bad that work got canceled, which is awesome, but it was Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, well, what are the, okay, of all the days to get stranded at home, this is not a bad one. I'm not going, I'm not feeling bad for not going out and going to restaurants and doing all this fancy crap and whatever. I get to stay home, the person I want to spend my time with. You know, I think we, like, you played video games, I made a bunch of junk food, like, it was a great time. And then the next day came around, and it was, it was still canceled. It was like, what are we going to do? I cannot stay home for two days in a row. I will go stir-crazy. So Meanwhile, I was like, this is great. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, two days off of work unintentionally? That sounds awesome. So I spent, I don't know, two and a half hours digging the car out. Like, we had a garage, but we had to still get the car out of the... It doesn't matter. If you open the garage and you can't drive, it doesn't do you any good. So I finally dug the I'm car picture, out. I'm picturing the garage door going up and just an equal sized wall <laughs> of snow just facing you. <laughs> Jason says, well, okay, congratulations. You got the car out. Where on earth are we supposed to go? Like nothing is open. And I said, Walmart, it's the day after that, um, Valentine's Day. We need to go buy chocolate. <laughs> and Walmart was only like three miles away maybe and it was all major roads. And we went up there and it was packed like nobody had come for their last minute valentine's day flowers and candy and it was so much for sale mm -hmm. we like filled a basket and spent like four dollars it was amazing <laughs> i said this might be my new favorite holiday the day after valentine's day i could get behind that yeah i just uh middle school was rough with my last name so that sort of killed <laughs> yeah. that sort of killed that holiday right from the start 
<laughs> I've never had to worry about that. Jones is just such a nice, easy last name. Common. Yeah. Unassuming. No one's offended by it. Yep. I hope. Like Smith. Same thing as Smith. Same. Jones yep. And Smith. Yep. Easy ones. This is really good beer, guys. Yeah. You this like is... this one better than the last one? Are you willing to jump on board with that? I like them both for their own reasons. They're very, very different. Well, you're the Saison person. How did you did did you comment on that one versus the other ones that you've had? Um, I don't like it as much as my favorite Saisons, but it's still a very I still think it's a pretty darn good beer. Yeah. What would you serve that with? Well, apparently seafood and fresh cheeses according to the bottle well, but no okay so you've had it now what would you pair it with no the citrus is really it's but it's not a citrus the way that say your you know cascade or citrus hops or citrus it's much more like a lemon zest kind of thing and yeah. that's what i see i can i think it would be great with scallops in a light sauce or um i'm picturing the like tilapia or cod or something that's flight and flaky and i wouldn't i would not do it with sushi just because it says seafood i would not do it with sushi yeah. at all see i'll clarify i didn't like it but i think it would pair very well with something that had a lot of flavor and and spice in and of itself i think it would have gone so, quite well with the salad we have earlier with the gorgonzola yes, and the, the lemon yes. and the i think and it would have fennel gone, that would yes yeah. that would have gone very well but if you had a uh, you know, a, a, a fish of some kind that was very flavorful and maybe a little spicy, maybe something Caribbean oriented or something like sure. that. I think that would yeah. go well with that. Jerk if only because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't bring a whole lot to the party, it complements it as opposed to... Well, and it is very fresh and crisp I, and it's almost like the, a reverse demeanor. I can see it cleansing your palate. Like, oh, this bite was good and spicy. I have a sip of the beer, it'll sort of put me back to neutral, and now I can enjoy another bite. Right. So, unfortunately, it's not as fun as when what you're drinking complements what you're eating, so that each bite tastes new and different. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still, like, there are things that I eat that I enjoy, but then it starts to sort of build up in my mouth, and then having the beer cut through it is nice. So does having a beer that... Um, dies like that one. Is that good as a refreshing beer? Is it so... It's almost like your palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. Because mm -hmm. you're not affecting the next bite because it has died. So the flavor is gone, but you've washed away whatever the previous flavor was, so it's making it easier to... Or the next bite will have more flavor than if you were to have kind of that lingering... Right, which I think would be really good if what, whatever you're eating has a tremendous amount of flavor that you're really enjoying. Yes. You know, you, you, it's almost like every time you take a bite, you get it again in, in, it, in its like, full, unadulterated with whatever you had drunk in between. Right. Because they say after about four bites in, you're sort of saturated. You're, you've gotten the most pleasure you're going to get out of what you're eating. But if you're starting each bite as your first bite, I can see that that right. would make it enjoyable longer. So, I mean, yes, Jason, to answer your question directly, yes. Um... For my purposes, doing a beer dinner, you know, if I'm doing an eight-course dinner, I wouldn't want more than one course like that. You know, you wouldn't want each beer to be yeah. clearing you out like that. But um, if you have a really strong entree that's sort of the star of the show or the main event, um, that might be a good thing to do. Or serve it. And, and Ian's really been a strong proponent of this, and we just haven't found the right beer. Maybe this is it. You know, he almost wants to serve sometimes just a shot glass. Oh, I think that I think you, that'd courses. be the perfect application for something along yeah, those lines. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, here's two sips. You know, just clean right. yourself out. Because if you're going to rinse your glass with your wine tasting, why wouldn't you rinse your palate between courses? Right. Maybe that's exactly what we do with that. Right. This porter, on the other hand, this is... This porter I want with a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> this this is... The, see, somebody commented in either the either... The last episode of the episode before that this is the this is starting to become the season that they most enjoy, and I 100% agree with that. This is the beer season where I want to be wearing jeans and like a sweater, and sitting somewhere where it's cool and the leaves are crisp and you're just drinking like a nice porter or a stout or 
something and pumpkin beer pumpkin right pumpkin beer is 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 available and you can start drinking it when it's not 92 degrees outside and but you could do that now with what you we have can crank up the ac yeah it's not the same though <laughs> this is my favorite season which is why i love saison and you guys are men and you make your own heat and that's why you like the cold weather seasons and you like porter Cool weather. I like fall. I'm not a huge fan of winter. No? no. I love... I You're love. from upstate New York. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I, mean, I am from western New York State where they measure snow in feet and don't blink an eye at it. So that's true. No, it, it's true. I'm definitely not a summer person. You know, I, there's, there comes a point where you can only take off so much and be socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I cannot... Notice he didn't say that before we invited him over. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, Sean's I'm, been doing this whole thing nude. Nude, yeah. Uh, going back to the nudity theme <laughs> from before. But, you know, I, we, my wife and I always joke, you know, this is as far south as we'll, we'll ever live because we just cannot fathom living in Florida or Georgia Ge or There are parts of Georgia just, that scare me more than Florida. I just... It's just no way, you know, because we, we like the changes of the seasons and I, for one, look forward to the coming of fall and the coming of winter and by the what time winter's you know two months in I'm looking forward to spring and I'm looking forward to summer but to live in a place where the seasons literally don't change ever I think would just drive me completely nuts <laughs> yeah when I see pictures of people in California and stuff like preparing for Christmas I would yeah wonder, they're lighting up their palm tree and yeah. you know yeah I just like, I can't or why are you putting those big warm stockings over your hearth when, like, you would never wear those stockings because it's so bloody hot out? You would right. never wear what most people hang up over their hearth, though, I would say. Like, the ones we have are these gigantic socks that no one in their right mind would ever wear um, because they'd be ridiculously uncomfortable. Have you been to your parents' house? It is effing cold there, and so I would very certainly... Now, are we talking, like, the very stereotypical kind of, like, giant boot-esque, yes. like, thing? Yes. That... yes. Well, so, yeah, in our family we have the... Uh, some of us have that, and some of us have long stockings. See, I really like that. I really like that those long stockings that are very traditional looking, that they look like something you like would have taken out them. of your drawer the night before. You might have worn them tomorrow, but no, it's Christmas Eve. i got to nail this to the hearth. Right. You know, and then the next day, you pull it back in rotation <laughs> to be worn. And all you're getting Hopefully this year, after you've gotten all the chocolate and candy out. Yeah, yeah, unless you're saving it for later. An orange. Oh. Just going to put an orange in your stocking this year. Tell you it's being authentic. It is. It's got to go in first. It's got to be at the toe. What's this? The orange. It's got to go in first. Because it weighs down the stocking that way. So yep. that therefore it, frees, it, it creates space in the rest of it and doesn't oh. squash anything. I didn't realize this was a thing. Are you making fun of me right now? And I don't no. Know no, no, it's totally <laughs> not, at all. not at all. In my family, they're chocolate oranges. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, but, but back in the day, they were actual oranges because getting citrus fruit at the time of year was like... Next to impossible. Yes, so it was such an indulgence to have citrus fruit in the winter. Right. That that might be all you got for Christmas. Wow, really? It you get an on orange? How, yeah, yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, and coal. If you were, if you were bad, you'd get coal. So you might get an orange and, and coal, I guess. How jaded are you for the rest of the year, though? <laughs> if you literally just get coal for Christmas, so sad. You mean it's not motivation to be better? Because I'm sure that's what the point was, See, right? See, that would be the point, but I don't feel like the child would necessarily think... I don't know. See, now that we're now that we're apparently doing a Christmas episode, <laughs> I've always wondered about that because, you know, getting coal for Christmas, oh, that's that's so terrible, but... A lot of people heated with coal so for a really long time. Yeah. So you'd kind of think that that wouldn't be such a bad thing. <laughs> you know, oh, gee, we get to be warm on Christmas Eve. That probably came somewhere from, like, mom and dad have nothing laying around, but, they, you know, they have to, they have $5 to heat the house for all of the winter, and it's supposed You're to shaking. be Christmas. Jason's shaking his head right now. Here you go, son. Here's five minutes of warmth. <laughs> <laughs> You can they use did. it all at once, you can use it in five one-minute increments. But <laughs> oh my god, I'm laughing so hard. This is awful. <laughs> so this one was good. Are you done with yours yet? You, uh, you're still catching up. I'm still quite. catching up. Okay. This is also, I think, the beer that's supposed to be drunk out of this glass. 
Yes. This is definitely not that a glass for perfect. lightweight yeah. beers. This is this is a porter. You would or a not stout put a pilsner cup. in that glass. That's a carpenter's. Uh, this cup. is yeah, that's you know. For sure. Yeah, this is this has got to have some some weight behind it, much as this glass does. I just it's such a different style than sort of every beer glass I own. I love it. I got to get one of these. And so many of the beer glasses I own have all been handcrafted, so they've all got their own sort of feel and unique flair to them. Mm -hmm. The interesting part is I don't drink out of that when we're not podcasting. And maybe I should, because it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And it's hearty. Like, I'm so... No, let me, let me believe you pulled it out just for me. I, I did, though. <laughs> I absolutely did. So, next up, as I said, it's dessert time. We've got dogfish heads black and blue, because we've also said that we don't podcast about dogfish all that often. No, that's, that's not actually exactly what you said. Here's what happens when people <laughs> listen to our podcast, man. All right, Sean, what is it that we said? You said you said some form of, we never say anything nice about them. And I said, that's not true. You say lots of nice things about them. But then you reel it back in the moment you've said it. <laughs> Which is very true. <laughs> Both what you say and what we say, yeah, that's exactly how it happens. And why is that exactly? Because I don't have, a, I'll be up for, I don't have a problem with them. I don't have a problem with their success. I don't have a problem with most of their beer. I don't have a problem with the fact that they had a television show. I, I don't, I don't know. What, what is it about? What is it exactly? I am going to answer your question while I pour this beer, this black and blue, which is a malt beverage fermented with black raspberry and blueberry puree. Whoa. That sounds good. That Why sounds, it's dessert. That sounds awesome. Um, as it turns out, as I pour Jason a big hefty glass of it, Ooh, it's. We don't need to do a big hefty glass, but yeah. Also a ten percent <laughs> ABV dessert. Oh my! It's a good thing we're ending with this. All right. I don't have a problem with them either. I think they're getting very large for being a craft brewery, which is fine. It's That's the line of when are you a microbrewery, when are you a craft brewery, what, what is your barrel limit, or mm -hmm, what does the world mm -hmm. say? I don't, I don't really care about that. I only care if their beer starts to change. Um, and some of their more easily accessible stuff, you know, their 60-minute... Um, some of the I don't like their pumpkin at all. I just haven't ever liked their pumpkin. Is that the punk? Is that the punked punked king? It's punk. It's like P U N K yeah. apostrophe N. Yeah, pumpkin. Pumpkin, right? Um, but I love these. The large format bottles, for the most part, are all really creative, unusual. Um, you know, high ABV, high flavor, really unique beers. This is the stuff I love, but this is also not what you go get in a bar. So I, I actually drink way more dogfish in my home than I drink, you know, when I'm out. Right. Jason well, drank an entire go... bottle of sati last week. Oh, and, <laughs> and their namaste is really good. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, unless you go to their own brew pub, you're not gonna find any of that stuff on, on tap. Draft. It's yep. going to be the 60 minute, maybe the 75 minute, you know, that that's what you're going to find on, on tap in most places. I think we're a little jaded because the first beer that we were told is the end all be all of craft beer was their 120 minute. And when I say first, I just mean as we got into craft beer. So you're talking maybe four years ago. And obviously the number of breweries has spiked and the quality of breweries has right. increased significantly. And so 120 minute, it's a still in a lot of ways riding that high, but I don't know, it's just not as good as what it was once, you know, said to be. That doesn't right. mean it's not a good beer. It just means it's sort of like having Pliny the Elder after waiting and waiting and waiting to have Pliny the Elder. It's still, it's like, okay. Which is such an interesting concept that you guys have brought up repeatedly in other episodes is is it great because it's great or is it great because it's ridiculously hard to find right. and are you going into the whole experience jaded by the fact that it's either expensive or they're only making you know right. four containers of this for the entire planet right. so you know I, that's such a to me that's such an interesting you know, chicken and egg question of, do I really like this or is it just because I've been so hyped up about it all day long because I'm one of the very few that gets to taste it? I love Hop Slam when it's fresh. I'm not really, I mean, I enjoy IPA, but I'm becoming bored by IPA because so many IPAs just taste like hops. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I but... know it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Hop Slam, when it's fresh, is still delicious. The Alchemist's Heady Topper was awesome. Right. Um, I've had, you know, three-day-old Pliny the Elder, and it was a beer epiphany. And then I've had what's been laying around after beer week, and it's been like, nah, it's a stale IPA. Hmm. You could take it or leave it. Hmm. You know, so I really think that all of these beers have their time and their place. And so I understand, you know, if you live around the corner from the brewery and you can have that any time, I get why you're raving about it. But I'm, you know... 48 states away and so by the time I get it it's never quite the same right well I think that speaks volumes to knowing what you're doing as well yeah. you know to be able to pay attention to what's written on the bottle or to know that okay this doesn't age real well so if I'm having it now and it's traveled that far don't draw serious conclusions from it because you you probably shouldn't right because it's not it's it's not fresh, you know. It's it's like that beer that they say, you know, it's brewed on the first of the month. For God's sakes, drink it by the thirtieth. Otherwise, yeah. just throw it out because it's not intended to last at all. Versus the stuff that says, you know, leave it in your cellar for twenty years and it'll taste great. It doesn't matter. Firestone sixteen. Right. Exactly. Actually, uh, Bourbon County. I think if I had the chance now, knowing what I know now. I would buy a case of Bourbon County. Bourbon County. Um, it's a bourbon barrel aged stout. Ian bought a case of it. I've had it a couple of times, and the more I read about it, I think it would make an amazing ice cream. I think it will age like a champion. Um, it's so rich and dark, and yet it's got that warm oakiness to it that you just can't get without barrel aging um it's yeah it's expensive but if you think of how long how long you have to put beer in a bourbon barrel to get it to taste like that you know right. it like takes a long time to make right um yeah i have really no problem you know spending a little more on a beer if i know what went into it right you know if it's barrel aged and you know that they had to use that barrel for something else and they had to wheel it in there and then they had to do it and then if it's something like an anniversary beer from firestorm where they're blending that with lots of other things, you know, it makes sense why it costs that much versus something that, you know, is produced the same way en masse from a, you know, a factory. So I've been drinking this for a little while. You guys are just starting on it. I am. I, I must think admit. it's really neat. I think I need a, I think I need a water swisher in the middle. It doesn't have a lot of flavor off the, so, I mean, it doesn't have a lot of smell off of it. Um, so the... Uh, one of the things I really like about this is if you sip with the tip of your tongue a little bit, like as you're taking the sip, like almost like stick your tongue out ever so slightly, it has a really nice tang on it that, at least for me, really hits the front of the tongue. Well, I've switched, so I'm good now. I'm yeah, ready for good. anything. I'm just going to stick my tongue in it. Hold on. <laughs> That's entirely true. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a, there's like a zing true. to it. At the very tip of the tongue. It's neat. It's um, very red raspberry. It is, but it's also not overpowering like a framboise or anything. No, like it's that. definitely not tart. It is if you just tip, do the tip of your tart. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> See, I guess I'm thinking, yeah, I guess I'm thinking lambic. Like it's not a lambic tart. Mm. It's refreshing tart, almost. I don't know. The first thing I'm trying to think of is what dessert could I put this with? Because that's what I would do with it, probably. Unless if it unless it was a salad with a fair amount of fruit in it, I would probably do it with dessert. But something doughy, almost like a tart or a tort. What's the difference between the two? The way that the, the e dough has that little thing. <laughs> Touche, Sean Valentine. Touché. You know, I'm not entirely sure that I would classify this as a dessert beer. What would you call it? I, I, they only know, called it a malt beverage on the bottle, so you no, call it whatever you want. No, I know, and I know that you're, you know, you were saying that it's, oh, it's dessert because it's got all kinds of fruit and everything in it. I'm not sure about that. I actually think that this could actually take the place of the Saison. The Saison. Yeah, you I could definitely, you could pair this with a, with a light fish. You could do it with a salad course at the beginning. You could, you know, it's got a lot of fruit. You know what I kind of want to do yeah, with I it? I would do it with breakfast. I would do it like Ooh, pancakes. It tastes yeah. like jam. There you go. It absolutely tastes like yeah. jam is what I was thinking. 
I would also do, I do um, a baked brie where I stuff it with like um, berries and nuts and cinnamon. I'm thinking maybe something like that with this. Yep. Now I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we do breakfast beer tonight. We, it's not breakfast time. It wasn't intended to be breakfast beer. But no, but I, I'm getting it. I don't like jams and jellies, but I'm picking up that fruitiness with a little sweetness, but it, mm -hmm. just a little. Again, it's not like an overwhelming, like, there's no syrupiness to it. There's no honey to it. It's a very refreshing. No, it's very, um, it's very well carbonated. I don't know it's that not, I would find. It's not syrupy at all. I don't know that I would find the blueberries on my own without them telling me they're in there. See, what's funny, I've never had a beer do this this quickly. My drinking, like, habits have totally changed for this one beer. Like, I stick my tongue out as I'm sipping it every single time. <laughs> have you done that yet? Yes, I've Discovered tried the it. trick. Yeah, it's, it's just a neat, like, it adds to it somehow. I don't know. It's refreshing all right, though. It is, but I think the more, the few sips that I've had, I don't know if you'd serve it, if you were going to serve it, as part of a larger series of meals. I don't think you'd serve a lot of it. No. I think a little bit would go a long way. Also, I don't think you could serve it with anything sweet. Mm-mm. Mm, no. I don't think it could compete. Uh, you could do maple syrup mm. with the pancakes. I don't know what maple syrup <laughs> tastes like, so I don't like maple syrup. You could reduce this. That's exactly what I was thinking. This you could, could be you your could, syrup. You could reduce yeah, this true. and make it the syrup on those pancakes. That would be pretty awesome. That with some fresh berries on top, mm -hmm. I think would be delicious. Yeah, that's where you have the blueberry. Put the blueberry in there to bring it out a little bit more. There you go. Would you puree the fruit and put it on top or would you just do it full? I would reduce this on its own and see how sweet it got. If it got sweet enough, I would just do fresh whole berries and then drizzle this. If it wasn't sweet enough, then I would put in, like I would macerate the berries and put it in the reduced beer. Now you're hungry, what did I do? <laughs> I'm wondering what the word macerate means. <laughs> macerate basically means like, you're not gonna chop, it's not that nice, it's more like a schmoosh and juice, but not, it's not that pretty, it's more like, if you take the side of your knife and sort of smash whatever it is you're talking about, does so that make sense? If you watch one of those infomercials for a food processor, it's what the other guy uses. When you've got the okay. mortar and pestle and you're like, shoo, 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 oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. What you're kind of macerating with the mortar and pestle. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't. It's a rather ominous term. Macerate. macerate? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. You know, someone threatened me with maceration i'd probably do whatever they wanted <laughs> hey everybody guess what you now have the key to sean's heart we've got nudity and we've got <laughs> maceration, maceration. <laughs> yep together i don't know how to spell maceration i can spell macerate i think don't make me spell it i won't because i don't know how to spell it either <laughs> so i could, <laughs> I could look it. it up on my phone and we could you break know, more rules that could be the one piece of trivia that we have for today how do you spell macerate? I like it. I'm a big fan. Yeah, this Which is one really was your good. favorite? But definitely this one. Strongly this one. Really? Yeah. Sean? I like the porter. Porter definitely second. Says on distant, distant third. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I agree with Jason. This is really, really good. Because I can immediately think of like a half dozen ways you could you could yeah. use this. Dear Sam Caglione, see, we say nice things about dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked you, Sam. <laughs> Jason doesn't. I do. Don't badmouth me in front of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you say he's like a frat boy. I'm cutting that out. I'm doing the editing now. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> he is like a frat boy. Did you watch his show? I have seen the show, yes, in, in, in back episodes. And it is... I, it, it is... Yeah. It's I thought it was different. fun. I liked the idea a lot. Um, it just made sense to me that you're traveling the world. You're getting to see all these different cultures all make beer in their own way. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. And then that he tried to take, you know, the roots of those beers and bring them back to the U.S. and make it more widely available. I loved. I just understand also as, like, you know, a theater person and an entertainer, 
how many people in the country are actually brewing beer. This, mm-hmm. You know, the percentage is so small that it's hard for us to relate unless we are using those same skills. Right. So I loved like the first two thirds of every episode when he was doing the traveling and meeting the people. But then as soon as he got back and was, you know, dealing with it on a large scale, I started to get lost. It just wasn't as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of that time. I want to thank you for coming back and celebrating episode 49 with us. Well, I want to know what exactly happens with episode 50 because I won't be there. So I'll look forward to, to listening to it. But See, at, le- at least let me know. you think you won't be there. Maybe what we're doing is surprising you for episode 50. Oh, call ahead if you're going to do Because I was just telling please, Jason, please I can't step in my house without stepping on a baby toy or a dog toy. So just call Episode it 50 it. sounds like squeak. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> think rough, of the, rough. Think <laughs> yeah, of the editing. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, we had so much fun having you, and I hope that we uh, didn't disappoint that there was no Nile beer to be had, but there was some... No, no. I, the fact that there's no Nile... You know, I'm good. Okay. Well, just <laughs> You wait, don't need to whip that out at the last minute to make me feel comfortable. Wait till you find the guest room and what's under your pillow. That's all oh. I'm going to say. You know, it's a big gag gift. Next time you come back, you have to leave it somewhere in the house. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. Next episode is the big 5-0. And uh, we can't wait to celebrate with you. Also, send your ideas to me, beermistress at dashingrogue.com, because I'm still putting this together. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at beermistress. And always at dashingrogue.com, where you can find both our podcasts as well as my top tens and uh, recipes and beer reviews. And please rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Yeah, rate on iTunes. Really help us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. And I'm Jason. This is Sean. Until next time.